When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, beautiful people. How are your spirit doing? Welcome back to another episode of Peace Talk Podcast. And and also to you ugly people. I don't want you to feel excluded. I don't want to be... I'm not beautiful. Yes, yes, you are beautiful. We, if you are listening to this, you, uh, you are beautiful. And, and more ways than none. Or maybe you are like great at swing dancing or numbers. I don't fucking know. Okay, so like let me just... Don't give you a false sense of hope. Like Let me just, let's just get that out there. Um... It's been a while since I've done an episode, just me and you. Last episode I did was when I was telling you about my trip to Detroit. It was it, it was season four? It was the season premiere uh, of uh, of the podcast, and I don't know if I'm going to go back to Detroit for a while because it was not a great experience. It was a, it was a decent trip, not a great experience. If if you can really separate those two, and I had an opportunity to get out of the state of Iowa, where I went to Austin, Texas for a comedy festival that I did not apply to, nor did I have any stage time, but it was uh, an amazing experience and a great trip, and it was just as great as it can be for for a comedian who did not perform. And then the following weekend, the family and I went to California. We went to San Diego, then to Anaheim for Disneyland and California Adventures, and then back to San Diego. And getting out of the state of Iowa, I realize one thing I have developed Stockholm Syndrome (laughs) when it it comes to the state of Iowa um, and people are like oh it's not that bad I would justify it like oh yeah you know it was not that bad did you mean no Iowa is that bad and I'm sure there is a lot of places that also fit this same mode and because you're from there or because you spent a lot of time there you sort of get used to these 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 shitty things and i'm speaking as someone who has spent a lot of time in iowa i'm i'm 36 i've i've now spent uh five years in in iowa before then i spent two years and i've been going back and forth to, you know to, to iowa since i met my wife which that's like 14 years ago so in the span of the last 14 years i've spent more time in iowa than i like and you know, like, like I feel like a battered man. You know, it's like, oh, you know, like Iowa beats me. You know, <laughs> but it, it still loves me. And, and, and um, I feel like the reason why I've gotten into this place is because I've become entirely too complacent with being here. When we moved here, it was really just this temporary like um, pit stop, and now it's become, like I said, five years later. And this pit stop has really become this much more comfortable surrounding. And I like, I like now I'm, I'm going to start wearing black and gold and, and, and being a Hawkeyes fan, you know what I'm saying? And I'm going to grow corn and, and, and vote Republican or something like, like there's something about being here for a long time that has really made me like feel that 
there's there I can't get out. <laughs> you know, so like so so getting out uh, of the state of Iowa has become one of my favorite things now. Um, even when I'm doing shows and you know I'm traveling, there's still like a, a large percentage of the shows that I'm doing in the state of Iowa. So I'm still here a lot, even when I'm working, and and I get I get super depressed. Like I get so sad when I'm like coming back here because I've said this before: this space, this this area, is is not inspiring. I don't get motivated when I'm here, or or at least it's very it's very tough. So getting out was was like. Uh, the best thing, and that's what this episode is about. This episode is about normally when I come up with a title for an episode, I'm like, I listen to it or I'll edit it, and I'm like, hmm, this is this is a great line. Uh, this episode, I already know what it's about. It's about it, it's called New Day because that's the type of shit that I'm on right now. I have really sort of created some distance between the comedian that I used to be and the comedian that I am today. And there's something about that not always being a bad thing. Because we talk about life and the secret to life is progress. You know, you you constantly always want to be moving forward or improving. And that's great. But there's also times where in the beginning, in the early stages, there are some great things that happen that you also want to carry on with you into the next phase. And sometimes through maturity or through growth in in certain aspects, we we sort of lose grip on on some of those things, or 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 they become other things. So it's kind of like I no longer need you, and you know, because this this is where I'm at now. And like I'll give you an example: when you first start off as a, a comedian, or when I when I first started off as a comedian, there is this you know, there's this that's like you just you <laughs> uh, I was trying to put into words what what that feeling is like it's it's arrogance but it's it's also it's also like ignorance it's it, it, you, you're very ignorant when you when you when I first started off because you think everything you're saying is funny and you you look at guys that's been doing it for a few years and you're like how come they are getting opportunities that I'm not getting it's because they they have put in the fucking work you know, like they are, they have practiced, they have performed, they have uh, perfected, you know, all these things. But you're like, I'm the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, you, I started a comedy page, you know, when I, when I first started, it was a comedian day day Facebook page. It's like, I'm, I'm official now. I have arrived, bitches. So, that and then you start doing it for a while and then you're like what the fuck was I talking about like what what was I on like let me let me dump that off let me dump that part of this journey off to the wastelands and let me start working on a more grown up strategic you know professional part of of becoming a comedian and 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 I've done that but I also sort of miss the I'm the funniest person in the room I am hilarious. My material is on point. It's great. Like I, I stop hyping myself up. I stop being like my hype man or, or even my my own biggest fan. You know, a lot of artists will tell you one of their first 
you know biggest fans other than like their their mom or their significant others or stuff like that is themselves and i'm telling you right now if you're listening and there's something that you're working on or doing or what be your biggest fan like i'm back on that shit and i may not be it's one of those conversations of like hip-hop like who's the greatest hip-hop is it is tupac or is it biggie or j cole or whoever it is that you love like that's your personal opinion and sometimes you got to guard it. Sometimes you got to protect it. And I may not be the funniest comedian in the world, but I'm sure there's a couple of people that have seen me and will say, hey, this dude is incredible, hilarious, one of the funniest I've ever seen. Um, and then there's probably people out there that I am their favorite, which is hard to believe because there's so much great talent in the world. And everybody has easier access to that. But it's a thing. And I just, I sort of lost my own self-worth of how dope I am. And I've talked about this on the journey through this podcast of good shows, bad shows, recording the album, things that I loved about the album, things that I didn't love about the album. But at the end of the day, I like to get back to that arrogant, almost almost ignorant comedian day day that that first started off i think i'm very great and combine that with extreme work ethic and just practice makes perfect and and development and and kind of reinvent myself if for lack of better term like i think that's kind of what where i'm at and Part of, you know, what part of what goes along with that is uh, <laughs> what I like to call putting my foot back on these niggas' neck, like getting back to not fucking around anymore. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to waste these opportunities to make these people laugh, shortchange this experience for them and myself. I don't mind bullshitting on stage, but I need to minimize how much I bullshit on stage. And I like to get back focused on focusing on the material, you know, the shit that really takes you to the levels that you like to be, because the secret trick or the secret, <laughs> the, the secret is anybody, everybody's funny. Anybody and everybody is funny. Um, not everybody can be a comedian, which is really like the, the difference, um, but there's different stages of comedians that we don't really talk about. We, you know, there's the, there's the open micer, the person who 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 genuinely and predominantly just performs at open mics, like does not get paid, just performs to perform and uses those as outlets or whatever. And then there are the, you know, I've been doing it for a couple of years. You're professional. You're touring. You're so on and so on to you each your Jerry Seinfeld and your Kevin Hart's. And it's okay to be wherever you are. Right. But we all should be. Well, again, let me stop making it about all. I should be as high as I like to. And I know I haven't hit my 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 ceiling. And in the rooms that I have hit ceilings, I go to bigger rooms with bigger ceilings. And that's what I like to get back into. I like to get back into uh, that that comedian. 
and it's like it's almost like a pickle jar where like i feel like i don't know like how pickle jars become like the hardest shit to ever open <laughs> but, but like you ever like buy some pickles and open it and, like i'm eating pickles and then you put the jar back and you put it back in the refrigerator for like two weeks for whatever reason then you try to pull it out and it's the hardest shit ever you're like who the fuck put super glue or which which what whose strong arm masturbating arm <laughs> in this house has tightened this pickle pickle lid so tight where I cannot open it, and and that's where I feel like, uh, like that that part of me, like that's what I like to loosen up, tap, bang on the counter, get you know running underneath hot water and open the fuck up and and become this new day, which is like I said probably has always been in there maybe suppressed maybe I just felt like where I was in my career. <laughs> I felt like a politician when I said that. Where I was in my career was did not did not necessarily call for this this person anymore. But going to Austin, Texas, and being around a lot of great, funny, talented comedians made me f- like look at myself, and and it's almost one of those conversations of do you belong here? You're right, because sometimes we look at our relationship or our job or something great in our life and we're like do I deserve this am I worthy of these things and in my personal opinion more times than none you are right but but it's hard to be like it's hard to own it you know it's it's, it's like a validation thing where you know you may think it but you know it's nice to hear and I think I think so. Uh, this is this completely random, but um, I'm a fan of Slaughterhouse, the rap group that includes uh, Royce the Five Nine, Joel Joel Santana. That's not at all uh, Joel Ortiz, um, Crooked Eye, and um, ooh, uh, Joe Buttons. They they have this short, you know, run where they they produce two studio albums. And Joel has this line in one of the songs where <laughs> it it talks about, "Are you afraid of success?" And in in a way, he says, "Yeah, kinda." And I think that's something that I've been doing subconsciously is is not using all the tools that I have around me to succeed. And I think part of it's like, man, like. I don't know if I'm ready and and it's it's almost kind of like self self sabotaging where I feel like I feel like if I was to do the things that I know I should be doing um watch the fuck out. But why am I not doing them? Like why am I not writing comedy every day or practicing new material or or what whatever the things that I feel like um the roadblocks that, that that I feel like I've I've been setting up around my my comedy these these last year and a half, and I maybe that's it. Maybe like I am afraid of success. I'm afraid to like put myself out there and fail um, in certain ways because I think when it comes to comedy, there's a lot of ways that you can fail, but I think obviously the the biggest uh, it's just not trying. Like, you've got to put yourself out there. And even my material, I feel like 
it's been, I don't want to say safe, but it's it hasn't had, it's been lacking effort, right? Like, it, it's it's been almost superficial, where I'm not digging deep enough. <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> my dad, uh, who I don't talk about at all, because I don't have a relationship with him, and he left when I was little, and then, like, I would see him a couple times in my life as I've gotten older. Uh, <laughs> he... His his girlfriend contacted my wife uh, about him having uh, radiation or whatever for testicular cancer, like he was diagnosed or whatever. Um, but by the time she reached out to my wife, he had already beaten cancer, apparently. Which so it wasn't like a great call, you know. Say like it wasn't like a hey, good good news, extra extra, you know. Say like um, I'm happy for you, Papa. You know, is that what you expect me to? say but i i immediately uh went to twitter because twitter is now my social media therapy you know like i put a bunch of shit on facebook and instagram and uh for those who don't know remember i got blocked i got permanently banned on tiktok and i got off of snapchat because all the you know like snapchat is is, you know you 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 get you get caught up (laughs) um excuse me so um i immediately went to to (laughs) I don't know. I, I think I got to read it word for word. Otherwise, um, <laughs> I'll mess up the tweet. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. I apologize. Maybe I'll have to edit this. I probably won't, but you know. I said my dad was diagnosed with prostate cancer. <laughs> Maybe cancer will show up in all the ways he didn't. Hashtag go cancer. <laughs> so, 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 um, that that's that's a that's a tweet right but that's also part of a larger conversation that i should be having on stage which is talking about my dad because for the longest i only did like maybe one or uh, in 10 years i've only done like two jokes that uh that references him and now like i feel like I just want to dig so much deeper into all of this. I was talking to one of my best friends, uh, Tiffany and Shanora. We were having like, sometimes, so we have like a group conversation where, you know, the, I, I have an episode called, um, my best friends or one of my best friends, something like that, where I kind of go through a list of, uh, important people from my life that, that we all met in Detroit and I have moved on. So we'll have like a conference call. Uh, just to kind of catch up on everybody's life and how the kids and the baby stuff like that, and then the three of us will get together and we'll just kind of uh, do the same thing, but just on a little bit more of an intimate. Because I'll talk to Shanor separately, or I'll talk to Tiffany separately, but then the three of us um, get together and have that dynamic, which is um, a very important relationship that I have. And that topic came up, and we sort of almost start riffing off of off of it and <laughs> someone said uh he found a way to <laughs> he, <laughs> uh, i think this is tiffany she said uh he found a way to uh leave cancer too <laughs> like, <'cause, laughs> um and and then i was adding on that uh like how pissed i would be if, if that's what he left me like out of all the things in my life that i want my dad to be a part of and and buy me and teach me um if he leaves me prostate cancer like bruh you know what I'm saying? worst dad ever like 
Like if if you thought he was bad, <laughs> like he just like how else can I be a very shitty father? Let me just pass this down. <laughs> let, me just, let me give you these genetics because uh, you know. So that's that's just a small example of me wanting to dig a little deeper and talk about the things that I haven't been talking about on stage. And maybe it's 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 uh, not hilarious. Because that, that's also a, a chapter in my brain where it's like, if it's not super funny or if I'm not making them burst of laughs, then, then I'm not doing my job right. But I also feel like what is the number one most important thing for me right now as a comedian is connecting with the audience. Um, obviously, the more people, the better. But I just want to make sure that is sort of the the vehicle that I am driving and obviously I want it to be funny I want it to be a little clever or or you know have its misdirections and its callbacks and its repetition but I also want to just make sure that is the main focus and I think there's been times where I've, I've gone in a bunch of different vehicles where it's just about making people laugh and having a good time and making them feel good which is which is great um but I, I I think the the new day is very much focused on telling and sharing the stuff that I haven't and really digging deeper and like I said, cracking open that pickle jar and and letting it come out. So with all that, I have about uh, ten minutes to get through these two trips. Austin, Texas was uh was fantastic. I had never been to Texas. Uh, the reason why we we went was for Altercation Comedy Festival, which, again, mwah, one of the greatest. I haven't been to that many comedy festivals, but a comedy festival is, is really just you submit, you get selected. Typically, you submit. There's a fee. You send a video. You get selected, and that's it. Most of the places does not cover like room and board. Some places do. If you get hired, you know, like if you're like a headliner, you do. Uh, receive some type of payment but for the most part you get like a bag with a with a lanyard and a badge you know a t-shirt stickers or whatever else really cool um items that they have for you it's kind of like their their way of saying hey congrats thanks for making uh the trip and being a part of our comedy festival because the idea is that you you have top level talent in comedy from you know all over the country uh, but this gentleman by the name of JT uh, Harborset Harbor uh, just had a fantastic lineup. Um, Eddie Pepitone, it was it was just some really great people in the industry that I see and look up to, and, and got a chance to work with some some from time to time. And then our guy Dante Powell, who is um, I want to say like the the rock or the the leader of of our group but he, but he's a guy that um i look up to a lot and the more i've gotten to know him the the better uh comedian that uh, that he is like it's it's almost like yeah he's funny but right and now i'm seeing so much of his full circle where he he's he's just fantastic 
And so he was asked to to be a headliner for the comedy festival. He snatched and brought along Bernard Bell, which is a guy that's also part of Bias Black Iowa Streams. I've had him on the podcast. And I kind of was like, guys, can I just tag along? They let, they let me tag along. And I almost backed out like at least three times. It was just part of like, can can I really afford this? Um, what will I gain out of going? The pros and cons. Is it worth the trip? So on. And it, it just was. Uh, first of all, Austin, Texas was beautiful. Uh, we went at the end of October. So the weather, uh, the sunshine, the barbecue. Oh my goodness. The, the barbecue was, was, was like reason enough. <laughs> was reason enough to go back. The barbecue that I had was so fantastic. Um, it was super expensive. Like it was one of those, you walk in and like cut it off for you and they weigh about a pound. And I went first for some reason, right? Like thinking like, okay, I got this. And by the time I checked out, it was like $50. And I was like, okay, do I, do I, do you accept, you know, can I pay some cash, some car? You know, cause that's always when you get hit with a number, you weren't really prepared for You know, like when you, um, I was prepared to only pay this much and you hit me with uh 50 the whole 50 <laughs> you know was like 50 cent the rapper so but, 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 but it was it was it was amazing and the comedy festival was, was so great because you got a chance or i got a chance to just be around great comedy and even comedians that i didn't particularly love like they weren't my favorites quote unquote they still did something or said something or their joke structure. It was just something about their, their professional comedy that, that was truly inspiring for me. The place, uh, just so I, just so you know, it's called Cooper's old town, old time pit barbecue in Austin. They got a couple of different locations. Uh, but Cooper's was just kudos to you. I, I, I did end up, <laughs> I did end up, uh, getting high and then eating the rest of my $50 meal later that night. So that 50 got me through the day. It's not like we, we woke up and, you know, went here and then ate this other place. And it, no, like that, that was the meal of the day. Okay. Like that was, that was like almost grocery shopping, went back, put it in the hotel uh, refrigerator, reheated it. And, and yeah, so like I said, being in Iowa has, has really like, almost stunted my growth or my ability because I'm like this this level of comedy I'm 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 I've passed right but there's so many other levels so it's like oh I'm I'm like I said I, I've hit the ceiling almost of, of like Iowa comedy in in a sense and I'm just like I'm just up there you know spinning the <laughs> the ceiling fan and being around these these other comedians and and networking you know this guy is from this place and if you ever want to go that place was was just a great experience and uh dante had probably the best set i I think i've ever seen him do and i've seen him do some really great sets and then my guy bernard bell who due to a cancellation ended up headlining the show that he was on did very well and it was just so inspiring to watch these brothers work, but also in the back of my mind, like kick my kicking myself, like 
you have to apply to this comedy festival next year. You have to be a part of this comedy festival next year. You have to get out and perform. And again, put your foot on these niggas' neck. So, uh, it, it was like a three-day thing. And, and like I said, a lot of it was just spent um, with with the guys and bonding, which is also a huge part of 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 the, of the comedy journey, you know, like being in a car with someone for 13 hours, uh, you talk about everything. You talk about nothing. You, you, uh, you, you share, you critique, you, you just, we, 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 in my mind, we left as like comedy brothers, but like, you know, the kind that you just, you see not as often. And when we came back, we were like close. Um, and and that's that that only happens when you hit the road when you when you have that that type of uh opportunity so it was it was fantastic and just driving back you know we went to bucky's that i have to share that for people who know austin or texas we walk bucky's is like this it's like it's like the target of of grocery of uh gas stations right you walk in and um Again, I walked in first, and then like I like no bullshit. I turn around and they're like gone. And like when you go into Bucky's, you can't. I mean, for your first time, you can't just walk into Bucky's, right? You know, like you have to go in with people that know what's going on. There's got to be a plan, right? Some type of blueprint, some type of call of action. Like we should have walked in holding hands. I look around, they're both gone. Like one is going to go get pulled pork sandwiches, the other one is like loading up on hot sauce. <laughs> so, so I had to just like grab a cart and just start guessing on shit to put in. Uh, and <laughs> um, yeah, I got something called beaver nuts that were fantastic. So uh, if you ever go and see a Bucky's in Texas, grab some beaver nuts. There's several different flavors and um, try them all. Cause that's what I want to do next time I go. California was a completely different trip. California was, um, and, and not to not to take anything away from um, the comedy festival because there, there's there's still a lot more meat on that bone um, from the particular performance performances that I did see to um, like I said, like some of the conversation that we were having. There's there's a lot more to go into, but um, I want to move on to California. We we went to San Diego first, which San Diego had always been one of our favorite places to go in the country. It's always been a great um, visit, and it's a very family thing for us because we took our oldest when he was six months to Disneyland, so we kind of just did it for us. <laughs> so that that's one of our favorite vacations. And then we went back when my second child was six months. And uh, that was uh, that was fun. We kind of focused heavy on the five year old because he was then five at the time. And now we went back this this third time with our complete family. And baby girl is only a year and three months. I said she was a year and six months. And my wife, like keyboard warrior, she was like, you know, typing like <laughs> super fast to let everybody know that. I was off by three months and dads, if you're listening, like get those babies dates wrong. Okay. It's not a big deal. Okay. Who cares if you're off 72 days or 
the hours don't match up, you'll be fine. We <laughs> we went to San Diego, went to the beach, which was I don't want to say my favorite moment, but it was probably and honestly, it's probably my favorite moment. It was really unplanned, so we didn't like have bathing suits and stuff like that. And we went, and it was uh, my daughter's first time at the beach, and the beach is just always just beautiful and fun, especially if it's a clean, nice looking beach. Um, wasn't too hot, wasn't too cold. Uh, <laughs> my son almost got taken by a wave, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know, he, he's he's the oldest. He's not, he's about to be nine. Or he's he will be nine probably by the time you hear this episode because his birthday is November twenty first, and um, he, you know he's 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 rolling up his his shorts, getting his feet wet and going out a little bit further, a little bit further, a little bit further, to a point where like the wave is reaching his thigh, you know, <laughs> like hey be careful. And he's also at the age where like I gotta figure this shit out on my own. Let me be great, Dad. And it was one wave that it came, and as it was going back, it started pulling him, and he fell completely over. And, and there was a look in his eyes where he's like, "This is it," you know. What I'm saying? And uh, I was able to kind of scoop him up, but he, he had completely fell in the ocean water, and you know, so he was spitting it out and. Uh, he was completely soaked at this time. And I said it wasn't too cold, but it was too cold to be completely drenched <laughs> in ocean water. You know, like the water itself is pretty cold. So, you know, our feet and, and our legs was getting cold for our whole body. Like I, I felt for him. And it was in that moment where as a real dad, like a true dad came out because, you know, I've, I've, I've spent years invoking fear in my children i think that's that's the key to being being a great disciplinary (laughs) like just make these niggas feel fear you and uh (laughs) um he was he was he was very like worried i would i was gonna be mad at him and i was gonna yell at him because i again warned him don't get too close don't do this and don't get your clothes wet and he was completely drenched like just soaking wet and I was like, that wasn't important. I just want to make sure you're fine. And I'm glad you're okay. And I'm glad the the wave did not take you away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was like, it, it would have been fine because I got two other kids. But, uh, and then as we were leaving, my wife stubbed her toe where it was bleeding. Like she was just, I don't know, like kicking sand. <laughs> there was a fucking rock underneath. <laughs> like, I'm like, how, like, how do you walk, lady? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, normally you put your foot. You know, you step down and you step up, you step down and you step up. And I think she was just like, you know, swinging her feet through the sand. Maybe she likes the feeling of sand between her toes. And she hit a fucking rock and it was bleeding. And my wife panics in these moments. Like she just, everything falls apart. You know what I'm saying? So she's like trying to rinse her foot off, but, uh, She's pushing the other button, and the other button comes on, like the shower where you're rinsing off, and it 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 wet the middle child all the way up, and um, and then she goes ahead with all all of our shoes, so we're like walking down a block with no shoes. It, it but it was so much fun, some of the best pictures, and just uh, a really cool family moment. 
you know, the, the whole amusement parks were great, but like they're amusement parks. So it's a lot of the same. And then when you have three kids, three small kids, you know, the, <laughs> these motherfuckers like, ah, they make you angry so fast. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like zero, it's, you know, it's like a Tesla, like zero to whatever. Like, they go in. But, um, to, to go back, yeah, we went, we went to one of our favorite candy places, which is called Cousins, which is in, in the Old Town Historic Park, uh, district of San Diego. And they, they used to have like saltwater taffy where they make it in front of you, but they didn't. But I absolutely love the saltwater taffy that they, they make there. It's almost like, uh, the, it's, it's the best saltwater taffy I've ever had in my life. And I don't know if that's a thing. Like, I don't know if there's like people on the East Coast, like, no, nah, nigga, we got the best, <laughs> we got the best saltwater taffy, saltwater taffy on, on our, on our coast. But it was great. We, we go to this place called Fields Barbecue, which wasn't amazing the first time I went. Um, I have a habit of going to, um, the same place multiple times if I really enjoy it. And the first time we went, it was just okay because I tried something called rib list, which is like rib meat without the bone. But it was it wasn't it wasn't as glorious as I thought it was going to be. And as I mentioned, I had just went to this amazing barbecue place in Texas, so they fell very short. But the second time I went it was great because the barbecue sauce um, is is on point. And the just basic pork ribs they got right, I was happy. <laughs> um, then we went to Anaheim. We went to Disneyland. Disneyland is Disneyland. It's it's a it's a magical place. But again, I'm a dad, so my favorite parts of Disneyland is just taking like group pictures or professional pictures with their cameras and and at these certain areas of the park. And um, that that was that was great. My son is again older, so we were able to ride actual roller coasters. So there were two roller coasters that we truly enjoyed. Um, but that was at California Adventure, and California Adventure is the better of the two. So we always go Disneyland first, and then we go to California Adventure. And um, you know, my my son, my middle child is a little older now, so I think he'll remember seeing Mickey and Minnie and. Um, it was just it was it was a very full you know by the end of the vacation and the trip we were all pretty exhausted and short-tempered and uh me and my wife got into like arguments most of it was her fault <laughs> but like um we we have this new argument where like she does something and instead of me like ignoring it or like you're right honey like whatever my new thing is to is to throw logs on the fire you know, because I ain't, go, I ain't no bitch you know what I'm saying I'm not gonna let you because I feel like it, the more I let her get away the more she'll uh, test the limits and this is probably not the greatest advice but um, it's a it's I'll die on that hill you know it's it's it's, a, it's worth it to me but both of those two uh, and again there's there's much more detail that I can go into maybe I will at a different episode but what I wanted to do was just kind of come here and say, you know, getting out of Iowa had really, like, turned something in my head. Um, being around great comedy, it really, like, up the ante on what I like to do as a comedian coming back. And then having that time, because literally the next week is when we all went to 
California. That was really great, you know, mental health family time. And and now getting back, I was hoping I was going to get back and be so amped up when I get back to Iowa for a show. It was a fun show, but after that show, it's like right back into this old routine of this place sucks. So, um, what I'm hoping is, uh, as I turn the page on this new day, is I, I really stay connected to those experiences because those were um, really the highlight of, of the year for me. And it's been a pretty decent year. Especially with things opening back up and, uh, you know, getting vaccinated and, and doing more shows and um, making money, you know, <laughs> um, and it, it but but those but but to, to go to a new place for comedy and then have some great family times and make memories. It was like everything that I need. And now it's time to lace the boots up and, and, and just get back on my goddamn thing and put my foot on these snacks and stop fucking around. So that's the episode. I really appreciate you guys for listening. This uh, I think we may be getting close to, to Christmas and, and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and all the things that you, you may celebrate that is important. I just want to make sure those things that are important to you, you do not forget about and you prioritize. And uh, that's it. That's all I'll leave the episode. So I appreciate y'all for listening. I'm going to get back to doing a couple more of these. I don't know how popular they are. And I don't know how much you listen to the entire thing when it's just me talking. But I enjoy it. And I need these episodes. So until the next one, uh, I see you. I love you. Thanks for listening. Peace. <laughs>